Hey, it's Beth here, episode 513, I think. Um, over 65 and talking, I will always be I'm getting almost 70 and still talking, which is kind of crazy. I am sick uh, with a t preschool daycare blight, just this horrible intestinal thing. And I got it and I didn't even get to see Ina. I got it secondhand from Ina's grandmother. So, God, I mean, getting to these babies and not getting sick, sick is getting to be a problem. These daycares, I'm, I'm sure that this gen, next generation, they're gonna have an immunity system that is gonna be terrific. But in the meantime, they're always sick. So anyway, I haven't been doing anything, but I did read the paper, so. For, for days I haven't been doing anything, but here I am reading the paper. Today is great. There is a secret weapon of celebrity stylists. It's called Soul Bliss, and it's a high heel that is painless. It's got a nice big wide bed for all your toes. It's got this stacked heel, which is crazy. It's 3.5 inches of heel, and I just thought it was for show but actually it's all cushion. The footbed technology on Soul Bliss employs three layers of foam, hidden stretch panels for wide toe boxes, that's me, and the company founder spent five years perfecting the design. Everybody can wear these shoes. It's just that you're, you're a giant when you wear them. I wish they could make that a 1.5 inch heel, plus it kind of looks like my Aunt Kitty's shoes on the front. It's not that pretty, although they say it looks like the Prada Signature Chunky Platform Sandal. That costs four times as much. But if you're married to somebody who's very tall, look them up. They're called Soul Bliss, S-O-L-E Bliss, B-L-I-S-S, -S, and they're not that expensive. So I think that's great, but it's not going to work for me. Naturally, great things. 90% uh, of the time, they don't work for me. Okay, Travis Kelsey is everywhere. And he has this team that is helping him, so good for him. I, I was a friend of mine. Trisha was saying he seems a little manufactured, and his feelings about, um, you know, his beautiful new girlfriend, um, that singer, which I'm just blocking because I'm old, and that's what I do. Um, is he? It seems like he's faking it. This. These two guys have been building him up for years. He wants to go into show business. I do not think that he doesn't love Taylor Swift. That's the name. I think he does. But this article just seems a little spooky how they went to college together and all this time he's wanted to be like a movie star with a hot girlfriend who's very, very famous. So I hope my, heart, my fingers are crossed that it's a true love affair and I want them to be happy, but mostly I know little girls like Vivian and Violet, fifth graders, fourth graders, that are looking at this couple and finding the romance of, you know, Annette Funicello and um, Paul Anka on the beach or whatever. Just every little kid in grammar school and middle school needs to look up to a couple and they're looking up to this couple. So I just want them to get married and I want them to be happy. Okay, so the next thing I saw was influencers weigh in on 24, 1924 
1924, that's how old I am. 2024 predictions. What is out? Assigning morality to wait. That was never in. That's mean, rotten, and cruel. And people do do it. Uh, if you're not a stick figure in Austin, Texas, this year, you're nobody. The entire town is being run by 28-year-old to 32-year-old stick figures, boys and girls. The guys are wearing suits that remind me when I was a child and we all had our communion, communion and confirmation. If you were from a family of 10 kids, half of the time, and half, uh, more than half of the kids were, you were wearing a suit that was too small for you. And that's what these guys look like. It's so ridiculous. The button in the front is bulging. The back flap is flapping. And it's because they're anorexic crazy too. So assigning morality to wait, always been icky. They're also saying that weddings are out, podcasts are out, which, you know, I guess I didn't even know they were ever in. Not in our age group anyway. Um, gimmicks are out. Oversharing for the sake of relatability is out. Oversharing period is out. Sleeping less than seven hours of sleep is out. Filler injectables like Botox are out. Keeping up with people you don't like is out. Exploiting and commodifying relationships is out. Commodifying relationships. That's odd. Precious to you for social media is out. Instant gratification is out. Declaring you found your personal style because you bought a skirt you like is out. Well, I don't think the last one should be out. If you ever find a skirt and you're over 65 and you like it and you think you look good in it, call me, okay? Because it's hard. The skirt is the waist, uh, the pencil. I mean, I don't know who can pull that off anymore. So if you're in our age group, and you're declaring you found your personal style before because you found a skirt that you like or that fits you, you win. Don't, don't, don't not feel good about that. It's crazy. So then I found this couple, they got married and um, this poor guy, I mean, I feel sorry for him. They were playing a game of Monopoly and she, she whooped him so bad that he didn't propose that night. He decided to wait until the next day. But things went awry the next day. And he proposed to her when she came out of the shower, half wet and half dry. He pulled the ring out of a velvet bag rather than a box because there was an inventory shortage at the time he bought it. That's not his fault. She said, I was looking at him and she said, are you serious? This is how you're gonna propose? He says she was about to beat him up. I'm like, that's not even remotely romantic. The guy is, is trying so then she said additionally when she tried to put to take the ring off it wouldn't come off and so they had to call the fire fire department to clip it off they they ruined the ring they went and got a new it was broken they salvaged the diamond and had a do-over on valentine's day she said who is this woman she said the do-over was flawless and together they chose a new band for the diamond and he arranged for a makeup artist, a limousine, and a red carpet and a private suite decorated with roses at La Vie, her favorite restaur restaurant in Washington. What are you gonna do for the rest of your life, Michael? Michael Green? 
how are you gonna you this woman is hard to please she's impossible to please when you have your first baby when you buy your first house what is she gonna want a marching band give me a break Tamika you've got to calm down give him a break and he's cute so some of these girls their dreams if I were that guy my feelings would have been hurt I think it's kind of cute you know asking her to get married right out of the shower it's adorable it's what he wanted to do it's what he liked doing and you're telling him no and he needs to do a do-over I think some of these girls should go back to the romance manual it's not not all about you and your vision and your dream sometimes you have to be on the receiving end and you don't get to orchestrate and you're not writing your life story and directing it to gosh that guy they're writing it like uh, like he's lucky I'm like that is not luck so then there was this on the front page of the New York Times I could not believe it there's this story right in the center it goes here lies Rex fluffy and a mystery woman it's a pet cemetery which I didn't even know there was there was such a thing and this guy owns the pet cemetery his parents have been doing it for 60 years he took over and he got this letter from this lawyer and he said Miss Chart had died in her home in Mexico at age 92 and in her will she requested that her ashes be interred interred at Hartsville Pet Cemetery just north of New York City the guy was confounded he was upset he couldn't figure out what to do 80,000 of the animals were in this cemetery and 900 people were too but they were always next to their pet and so it kind of upset him and he just kept thinking about it and wondering and sitting there and he was bewildered and he was sad and he didn't know why this woman wanted to come 2,000 miles to be buried by herself with no celebration, no one coming, nothing going on. And so he did some research and he looked into it. This is like the sweetest story. And he found out that she, she had a child and she had become pregnant and she wasn't married. And the guy that she was pregnant with, and this was a long time ago, was not a very good guy, so she was gonna have an abortion, she couldn't do it. She decided to have the baby. She has the baby, and all she wants to do is protect him, and they live in New York City. And so she actually marries this guy, thinking that he needs a father, and he needs everything. She does everything to protect him, sends him to the best school, and he falls into drugs. And he, he, he dies at a very young age and she never told anybody about it and she stayed in New York for a while and then she left and went to Mexico to have her retirement because it was cheaper she could live well she made friends down there all the friends thought she was the happiest most wonderful person always at the party but she would get very sad and they never knew why she never told anybody about her son so even her close friends didn't know why she wanted to be buried at this pet cemetery. But the, the guy who owns the cemetery looked into it, found out the whole story. And he goes and he, and he does all the research, has to go into all of his father's old files. And he finds out 
that the son was buried at this cemetery. He was buried next to his dog, Jackie Paper, and his cat, Puff the Magic Dragon. And his, the little boy's name was Dana Brooks Bassett. And she kept her married name of Charts. So he really had to do a lot of research to figure this out. So what he did was, 569 days after he first got that phone call, he moved the body that he buried just in this one place. And he, he spent all that time, two years, researching what her story was, where she really belonged. He and two employees got Mrs. Chart's remains from the plot where they buried her. And it, the ashes only needed to go 50 yards along an uphill path to the grave where her son was. It was very, very close. Very, very strange, but very, very close. And so he put them together. And Mr. Martin did not know who Miss Chart and Miss, Mr. Bassett were. He did not know the particulars of their lives, but he knew they should be together, and now they are. What a, what a story. I mean, it made the front page of the paper, but actually it broke my heart. I mean, I couldn't believe it. That was, on the, for it to be on the front page, for it to matter to anybody, but everybody over 65 is absolutely wonderful. I feel like there's something else that I was supposed to find. Oh, there was this crazy story, and it was the modern love story. I mean, I'm actually worried about this guy. This girl, this girl dated this guy. I'm gonna have to find it, here it is. This girl dated this guy for a very short time. He was cold as ice, and he helped her um, write this book. She just finished writing a book called Laid and Confused, Why We Tolerate Bad Sex and How to Stop. And it was, one of the reasons she wrote the book is because she dated this crazy guy. So the crazy guy, she stopped caring about what he was saying on Facebook and everything, but he kept in contact with her that way. She got very, very sick. And one day, he just came to the hospital. Her father was there, he lived out of town. She was mostly going through this by herself. Really bad chemo, really, really rough prognosis. And he came with a stuffed animal, flowers, fruit, and he just wanted to be there to help her. She was like, what are you doing here? And the dad says, who is it? And she goes, this is my friend Kevin. And she didn't mean it at all, but she didn't wanna, she didn't wanna get into it with her father there. He stayed, he was sweet, and then he left. She thought he'd never see, she'd never see him again. He came back the next day. Who is this crazy guy? And he became so close to her that he went to all of her uh, treatments with her. He was always there when she needed help. And he has, she, she took, he took care of her chihuahua when she was in the hospital. She said she wanted to start playing tennis, so he bought her a racket and tennis balls and set up tennis lessons as soon as she was well enough. On days after chemo, as she languished on the couch, he'd be on his hands and knees scrubbing, scrubbing the floor and he cleaned the ancient air conditioner because she thought it, it had a carcinogenic effect on the air. Sometimes he kissed her head. What is this guy doing? She, she said to him, what, I, I think I'm easy to like, but I'm hard to love. What do you, I can't 
figure out what you're doing here. And so then he gave her her pain medication, which he called her truth serum. And he said, tell me more. And she said, we broke up. The entire time we were dating, I asked you to say one nice thing to me. And you couldn't think of a thing to say. I got you with another woman. And now here you are doing all of this for me, kissing me on the forehead sometimes. And he said, don't take this the wrong way. But I think it's actually the opposite that's true. You're not easy to like, but you're easy to love. And so she realized that was the first compliment he ever gave her. She said, you think I'm lovable? And he said, I've never said that to anyone before in my life. This guy is 40 years old. What's his mother? Th she must, I mean, this guy is off the wall. Another th nice thing is that he, he, he would jog by her house every night. And if the light was on, he'd come to the door and check to see if she needed anything. But every single night she checked on him and she had no family. She had a lot of friends that dropped her because she's, she was a very, very sick woman. And this guy just, this is like a modern romance. It's so weird. And then when her condition stabilized, this is like, I'm reading the story. I'm like, okay, okay. This is how he is um, working his way into our heart, uh, making up for all the bad things he did. Now this is, I got whiplash when this happened. When her condition stabilized, their relationship changed and she began to worry because there were fewer barriers to physical and emotional intimacy now that she wasn't sick. She called him to the apartment and they both said that they loved each other. But he said, I'm gonna ruin the relationship. I don't wanna mess it up. I would end up disappointing you. I mean, he wouldn't even give himself one moment of a chance at real happiness. So what they decided is, weeks later, he came with me, she, he came with her to a surgical biopsy. The receptionist asked, what is the nat nature of your relationship? The girl turned away, deciding to punish him with, burden, with the burden of answering that question. After three seconds, he, he said, we're best friends. She laughed. He helped me undress tenderly, pulling off my socks and folding my pants. He tied the back of my hospital gown and he said, I look good. What? What is happening to people? What would happen to, uh, you know, true romance? What happened to uh, intimacy? What happened to everything uh, making out this guy is doing all this hard work oh it's just so sad and this was in modern love so then there's this other one this couple never had children yet in our late 60s we inherited a teenager he's my friend's son conceived through IVF when she a single mother of his died leaving him alone. She died after a cancer treatment. He was 17. She, he came to their house and he said, may I live with you? Which I think is so sweet because he had no family at all and no idea who his IVF dad was. 
So they said yes, and their life changed immediately. And we're a new kind of family. The one he never wanted to see come true. The one we never expected. The one we all grieve and celebrate together from this day forward. I mean, I think that's sweet. But I hadn't thought about that. I mean, just how alone you can be if you IVF a child and you don't plan. And that he would have to make that walk. I mean, it makes me want to cry. Walk up to that door and just ask that question. And thank God this couple said yes. But crazy week for romance, crazy week for shoes, just a crazy week for everything. So, but that story about the, the pet cemetery and all the pets buried there and Puff the Magic Dragon, oh my gosh. And her, the story of a little boy that nobody ever knew because she left all of her, everyone who knew the story behind. She was never the same person. And that this incredible guy in this pet cemetery would do all the research and figure out what she really needed and where she really wanted to be. She didn't even tell the lawyer that her son was there. She couldn't, she couldn't bear to say it. And he found her resting place and there she is, next to the cat and the dog. Puff the magic dragon cat, oh my gosh. So just that warned me that it would be in the front page center of the Sunday Times. Oh, there are some wonderful people in the world and it took him two years to figure it out. What a guy, what a guy. I wanna, I wanna be buried there next to the Puff the Magic Dragon now. So anyway, that's my week and I hope to get better. I mean, getting daycare diseases is horrible. The germs little tiny people create when they're packed together in buildings day after day after day. It's bubonic plague style. So, wish me luck. And I didn't even get to see the baby. That's just, I never thought that I wouldn't get the reward before the punishment. This is a new level of really bad luck for me. So, anyway, guess it's 2024 and we'll see what happens. Stay sane. Bye-bye.